This is the broadcast revolution taking place in the pandemic podcast. Hi, this week, Josh Wheeler and I, Sarah Khan, are discussing the topic of complex issues and how broadcast media have tackled complex issues over the course of the pandemic. This is from our report, The Broadcast Revolution Taking Place During the Pandemic. So, Josh, it's been an interesting year, really. A lot of complex issues that have come out of the pandemic. It has. It's been it's been a moment. Um, and I think, you know, you and I working in this space, working directly with broadcasters and brands throughout this whole period, we've we've sort of we've sort of gone through the mire of of all of the issues from education to health um, and finding ways in which we we connect and marry up charity brand and media and i think one of the things that jumps out to me about this section of the report is how people have chosen specific media outlets and 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 i think you know we perhaps had our own views on this before mm. perhaps biased by the way that we work but i think it's something like 43% of consumers british people say that they picked TV as the one that can break down those complex, comprehensive issues. So you think about, you think back to the point when we were having the mask debate or the A-levels debate, you know, all of those problems that needed sorting. Um, it, it looks like people flocked to TV. So that's 43%. But then if you look at other types of media, you've got newspapers at 19%. Online media at 17%, social media at 12%. And then radio, which breaks my heart a little bit, radio comes in last um, to, to kind of breaking down the complex issue. And I think there's some really interesting things at play there. Um, but I also, I also wanted to kind of touch upon why I think TV has, has kind of taken this spot. So think back to Brexit. I know you've done loads in the Brexit world. Um, <laughs> The BBC started to uh, play around and experiment with something called the Explainer Builder, which essentially, if you look at it from an online point of view, it essentially allowed there to be a, a kind of a complete definition of specific issues against specific questions. So really, it would mean that not every article on BBC News would have to be 9,000 years long. Actually, you, you know, you could click through and find out that definition. And I think that model of insight that was used during Brexit was applied here, but on, much on, a grand, on a much grander scale during COVID, meaning that, you know, when people were looking for real information, like, how, can I walk my dog? You know, can I go outside? Actually, those types of questions were being answered directly in online media. But it went a bit, it went a bit further than that this time around. So you had the the kind of the sections of BBC News Channel turned into your questions answered. So this was effectively where people were people were posing questions to social media accounts at the BBC. You know, can I do this? Can I can I meet my family? Can I go to the shop? Can I go to you know all of the things that the real life issues that we were facing. And there were experts answering these questions that seemed so basic, but it was actually such a massive change that I just think this whole area is so interesting. And you take those conferences that you had every day with, with Boris and A and other people. Um, and I think that really is why TV has taken its, t- taken its space. It became, became the credible source of information. 
Yeah, I completely agree. And I think also as well, because there is, is, you know, everyone's used this word unprecedented throughout the course of the 12, last 12 months, but because they, it, it's such an unprecedented situation and everything that's happened has ha- almost had a bit of a domino effect on issues that are, you know, linked to other issues. And actually, because some of them are so difficult to kind of get your head around, actually TV offers that space for mm. showing those complex issues and I, the way I always think about it is if you look at tv versus newspapers and print so print tells whereas tv shows and radio yeah. kind of demonstrates and I think that's the difference and I think that's why it's probably linked to also the the press conferences why tv as well is has been the best kind of source in order to explain what those issues are but also to to show it through through case studies um and you know and and experts that can actually offer that insight and break it down in conversation in the same way that you know online newspapers are having to break it down to simple terms to help people online i think Mm -hmm. do you think that do you think you were talking about case studies and like people do you think that showing those case studies almost helped you know me sitting at home to put myself into the situation that these people are in to understand it a bit better do you think that made a big difference with tv i think so and because it's you know the 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 way of tv is the same before in in terms of you know before the pandemic um, TV will always want to listen to and hear from case studies to help bring yeah. the story to life. But actually, you know, even more so during the pandemic, because everyone had been confined to their homes, you only really knew about your immediate kind of situation. Nobody was really out and about as much anymore. And because there was such a range of issues, actually, case studies, I think, have never been so important. Like they've never been this bef- important before. Um, you know they're so important now to kind of help um, people understand and also it's a classic thing when we're because we've been faced with a scientific you know it's it's an epidemic which actually a lot of people you know before 2020 they wouldn't have known what that was and so you have to have people that can actually explain it and can communicate the impacts or the range of impacts it's not even necessarily just to do with covid like brexit related as well and it be able to explain that to people and to, for people to be able to watch it and empathize with it or understand yeah. it and i think that's why yeah case studies have been so yeah even more important but i think that's what interesting what you were saying about how you know in comparison to to tv radio is necessarily a, you know one of the least preferred channels for discussing and, and hearing about these complex issues why do you think that is it's so funny because you know there, there have been lots of examples that I could give you of things where where we have looked at radio and we have used some of the most difficult stuff the difficult discussions the, the you know the, the things that people don't want to talk about as a, a natural way over the years of 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 breaking those boundaries down you know i've done a lot of stuff in in the world of death dying and bereavement and it's it's kind of a perfect platform to push the boundary a little bit and and push people out of their comfort zones but i think during this whole period 
we were already way out of our comfort zones. And my gut feeling looking at these stats is that it isn't that radio can't discuss complex issues. It isn't that necessarily that people don't think that, um, you know, radio can do it. It's more a sense that I think radio has taken a different role here. I think radio has become the entertainer. Not, let me be clear. I think they, they definitely have delivered information. They have delivered news and they've kept us up to speed with, with what's going on. But what I've noticed, um, certainly at least a couple of months into the pandemic, you would almost have the, the COVID-related news in a bulletin. And then it would try to carry on as best as it could with feature content, um, you know, not fun stuff, but things that are a little bit more lighthearted so that, you know, if you're working from home or if you are furloughed, it isn't all necessarily doom and gloom. You know, radio, I think, was taking a very different role. If You know, if you look back at the role of of radio in the war, I, I would connect it quite close to, to kind of then. So it's it's almost like media sat down together and maybe this happened at certain institutes and said right you're going to take this role you're going to put this hat on and these are all the things that we're going to deliver to to our dear listener and I think that's important I think knowing knowing that you can go to especially if you you know if you live alone if you're shielding you know a, a friendly voice that isn't just talking about numbers and 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 figures and scary things I think that that's almost vital for the nation's mental health. Completely. And it's interesting, you know, without wanting to get into the topic about responsibility of of mental health and, you know, what position like broadcasters play in that. But I think there's something around in the sense where everyone has had to almost manage their own media diet in terms of what they, you know, are reading, what they're watching. I think you're right in that sense of they've almost decided, okay, I'm going to go for radio to get that light relief and maybe mm. it's, you know, I'll tune into the more of the music programs that I like or those afternoon programs where I know that they like to talk about cooking and what we can cook in lockdown and those lighter topics yeah. as opposed to. And then, you know, that actually in your that actually, if I want to get the information about what's happening, I will tune in to the day, you know, the daily press briefings. You know, I think it's almost that people have had to kind of manage that as as well, which seems to be why we've the statistics that we that we've uncovered in the report are suggesting that radio is lower on that spectrum as opposed to tv i think it's it's funny as well you you kind of you break down what happened with some of these outlets look at make a difference that whole platform that that was obviously bbc wide you know Mm. online digital platforms etc but i think it it kind of really took its own in radio because it was it was people it was people talking to people about good things you know the the jingles I can hear them in my head obviously I'm a bit of a radio freak in that sense but I, I can hear them in my head already mm. and it's I think that's what works even even what I'm saying is even the news content about COVID was linked to feel good and that sounds so yeah. bizarre but looking back it was it was almost keeping us you know keeping the spirit going absolutely um, i think you're right and it's and it's not even necessarily just you know the bbc obviously regionally speaking had that make yeah. a difference but you even heard sort of commercial radio you'd listen to the end of their bulletins and they'd almost start and and finally which was replicated across like national tv and i i suppose radio could 
I mean, it's hard because obviously things have changed so quickly and you can't not cover the news. But I wonder if radio almost were able to have that space to say, look, we're still going to prioritise the light stuff because actually we can and actually that's important. And we know that everyone else will be able to get this national news across other platforms. But what they'll want to come to us for is more of this. Um, So, So yeah. you, Sarah, you kind of um, within BR, you you are the person that we all go to when we've got a complicated <laughs> subject, Not, both in our personal life and in our professional yeah. life. Right? Um, what are some of the what are some of the most complex things that you've had to kind of deal with, break down during this period, um, and, and how has it worked? Yeah, I mean, there's such a range, but I think one that's really one of the, one of the campaigns that we worked on, uh, well, I say one of the clients actually we work with that everything whenever we talk to them, the issue isn't necessarily straightforward. Is our is our client Logistics UK, who are the membership body for the logistics industry um, in the UK, and they deal with everything from sort of like um, haulage and rail and air. Um, all kinds of freight basically and one of this was actually more of a Brexit issue um, that we had and actually it was uh, over the sort of the course of the Christmas period where we saw um, freight not being able to travel between France and the UK and actually it's such a political issue that became a logistics issue and actually the what the what what's always it tends to be for this particular industry is the knock-on effect of that and at the moment what we're talking about is you know we're three months into Brexit and actually (laughs) strangely enough the new rules within Brexit only allow touring companies so these are like companies that will be taking you know going around doing music tours with musicians and they'll be carrying all of their sort of like stage equipment and exhibition equipment etc and they're UK companies and this is UK business and they've worked with you know they work with the likes of like U2 Elton John like and they now can only within Brexit stop off at two countries and then they have to come back. And if you're some a musician that's doing a great big tour of Europe and, you know, it's, it's a little bit up in the air in terms of when people can do this anyway, that's business that you're missing out on. But obviously that takes a little bit of explaining to do in of itself yeah. of how yeah. you break down those that that communication and it's always trying to come back from, you know, kind of t- what's the, the most what's the strongest bit risk for that story okay it's the risk to uk jobs it's the risk to the music industry but actually what's really important and the way we've gone about that one is you know having these businesses having the membership body that can talk about the overarching situation and can it can explain that can explain why there's this problem um because i think that's also a challenge that's happened over the last sort of 12 months is it's to some extent COVID and Brexit are affecting us in exactly the way that we thought it would. Yeah. But it's it seems to be going into sort of intricate detail, like the, it seems to be getting more complicated kind of the further we go. And it for us as communications experts, it's it that's the challenge of actually not losing the interesting bit about the problem or the story that we're working on, but simplifying it in the best way. Um, because I know you've had a sort of similar, you know, you've worked on a similar sort kinds of stories where you've dealt with actually the content itself has been been quite complex and how you go yeah. about dealing with it, haven't you? We we do an awful lot in this in the world of 
I think I mentioned death, dying and bereavement. Mm. So, you know, it's something that affects, it will affect all of us at some point in very, our lives. Very morbid, but, yes. <laughs> but, but actually, obviously, you know, throughout this period has been incredibly challenging. And we work with a, a number of groups in this space, one of them, one of which is Fairwill, who, who are effectively challenging the, the whole industry of, of that type um, to to make things easier, to make things like wills easier, um, which, you know, on the face of it sounds like a good idea. And I think the problem is, is, you know, when we were in the midst of the pandemic, you know, there was discussion here around mass graves and, um, you know, this was way before things like vaccines. This was when people were unfortunately you know dying on their own in hospital wards the worst situation and for us it was it was kind of highlighting how how do you how do you make that terrible situation easier Mm. and I don't I don't know if you can but what I do know is that that almost looking at the admin side of things which it kind of is is the the admin is is almost making the the dealing with the current situation so much worse so you know people having to battle to sort out you know all of the stuff that is left by people that you know perhaps weren't expecting to to die any time to time soon and that that's the reality of what we were facing and i think when you're trying to convince people to to take action to 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 kind of do something that perhaps is is unknown to them so for instance i i wrote a will during this period not because i felt that i was kind of you know any any great risk but who who knows where where things were going to end up and where things were going to go and that's it It, it's it's you have to bring it back to those individual people so we we were working with people who who had lost family members early on who were so brave to talk about their experiences and how tough things were this was at a point when really you, you it was almost impossible to register a death because you know council buildings were shut and we hadn't got into this kind of slicker process of where we we're at there were so many people that went through awful kind of hell right at the beginning in this space and you know thinking back to the to the conversations that we had particularly on media i hope that 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 kind of helped to break down well one the taboo of talking about death in this subject the fear that people are facing but giving some people a bit of advice about what to do if you are in this situation and what what to do next and that that's it i think a lot of the organizations that are dealing with those complex subjects those complex issues it's a case of looking ahead you know, as yeah. hard as it is to look to the future, it's it's here's here's where we're at, and here's what the future looks like, and this is what you need to do now. And again, you know, it it makes sense to me why TV takes that takes that position. You know, it's 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 fast, it's quick, it's it's able to respond to breaking news in the way that newspapers perhaps can't. Yeah, um, I agree, and I think. I don't know if I've already said this, but I think as well what TV has, which again comes to complex issues, and I think we've seen this in the last year, not just with COVID, but in 
when black lives matter or i should say is you know as black lives matter and the the important issues that have been raised across kind of society but also in organizations but also you know that the tragic story we saw the other week with sarah everard and actually what the tragic incident led to was actually this um, influx in women sort of sharing their stories and actually that there's a bigger discussion needed to be had here. And I think that's what TV also allows. And I think that's where it's kind of growing is that actually, at the you know, we live, we live very much in a time where actually issues are coming to the fore. And what's really mm. important is to have that discussion. Sometimes that discussion does mean debate, but actually rather, and this is where I think broadcast particularly, you know, you can talk about TV in terms of the visual, a visual medium, but in terms of broadcast more generally, you have discourse between what those two yeah. opposing sides are. Whereas on a print article, you'd see them, you know, you'd have one after the other. But I think yeah. that's the really key thing is having that discourse between the two. So TV TV does that and actually it's a you know not you know the, the, the challenge is obviously to make sure that you drive that discussion because obviously if you've got a discussion happening on screen and you know we see this in programs like I know it's obviously been a bit controversial with peers leaving the program recently on Good Morning Britain sure. but actually what that program has has done and and strived to do for the last few years is actually have that panel discussion and talk about issues now you probably you know there'll be some days that you think actually do we need to have a debate on this but actually I think that's where that's where tv and and radio can actually play a part when it comes to complex issues it's that it's it's that question and answer thing isn't it it's it's Mm. it's almost you, you may not be posing a question but almost by put it standing on one side you know it 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 causes the other side to to respond and it's it's that and i think you know if if we can get to that point where we're meeting in the middle and we're we're sharing more information and we're we're looking at the issues and we're putting ourselves in the shoes of people who are going through things yeah. that we're not then that can only be a good thing. And I think, you know, you, you talked earlier about case studies and, you know, the ability for us sitting at home looking at, you know, NHS wards. I, th- I think deep down that it was, think- it was those kind of visuals that made us take those rules seriously or more seriously than, than we perhaps would have been to, to begin with. Those, those shocking images of, you know, nurses and doctors running at pace just, just to kind of keep up or even try to yeah. keep up that makes a huge difference to 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 keeping us all in the same line yeah and I suppose the interesting question will be is you know will will tv continue to have that role that it seems to have taken on and because obviously the pandemic is you know we're coming out of lockdown and hopefully normality is resuming itself but it'll be interesting to see if tv still kind of takes that part and plays that part for people and if radio still remains that kind of source of en- like more entertainment that more escapism than it does necessarily for information i think that'll be really interesting to, to track and see how that happens well it's an in- it's interesting you say that because in the next episode of this podcast shelly and dan are going to explore the issue of young people during the pandemic oh. and I don't mean teenagers as such here and the issues that they face, but more young people and how they have been consuming 
broadcast throughout this period naturally one of those things that they'll be talking about is the um comeback of bbc3 so bbc3 as a, a a channel in its own right was taken off the air uh, a number of years ago but now is coming back and and really is coming back because of a change in the way that um young people have have kind of perceived broadcast during this period so it suggests that you know that that longevity, that that kind of um, loyalty to broadcast will stay, or at least the, the main outlets think that it will stay for the coming years. You've been listening to the broadcast revolution taking place in the pandemic. Follow us on Twitter at Broadcast Revo and Instagram at Broadcast Revolution.